to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Farija from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 24 of The Art of Decluttering. This is the week three of our Christmas series, and today we're going to be talking to you about decluttering and organizing your gifts, presents, and gift wrap. Yay, Kirsty, we get to talk about presents at Christmas. You're a bit of a present person, aren't you? I am a present giver. It is one of my love languages. Have to say I didn't get a single present for my birthday from get out our of town. listeners. Oh, from our listeners. You got some pretty nice birthday messages. <laughs> some pretty nice birthday messages, Miss Grumpy Bum. <laughs> I am so grateful for all of our listeners. You light up my every day, so there was no need to give me a gift. <laughs> and I'm glad that you all took me as I meant it, tongue in cheek. So That's yay right. you. Tongue firmly planted in your cheek. <laughs> our family's really not a present family. I think we've talked about this before, that I've got kids that what we call get present fatigue, where they've opened a couple and they just don't want to open anymore because they can't be bothered and they're not that excited by gifts. But our kids love experiences. Like it just brings such joy to them. And already in the car yesterday they were talking about what kind of experiences they would like for Christmas this year. And they were coming up with some pretty cool ones. So I thought maybe I'll let them decide this year exactly what their present will be. Yes, and I'm sorry, listeners, if this episode has come in to you too late for your Christmas shopping experience. <laughs> you may have already bought all of your Christmas presents. I know that... When I do Christmas shopping, I often do it in November so I don't have to go to the shops in December because I hate the shops in December and how crazy it is. It's painful. So I'm sorry that it is the 4th of December. I am actually on a cruise at the moment. (laughs) Yes, don't worry about the rest of us, Kirst. You just drink a cocktail, enjoy the sun, get on some islands, enjoy your family. I will be having a beautiful experience, which is exactly what I love about Christmas as well. I do love giving experiences and I love the fact that an experience is a decluttered gift. (laughs) Oh, it's the best. What a great way to describe it. And experiences have memories attached to them. Like having a remote control car for a kid or a new phone or a new handbag or something for an adult, that's fine. But how amazing when you get to go swimming with dolphins or climbing up in the top of trees or jumping out of an aeroplane or like those kind of experiences are pretty awesome. Yes. So, and it's not just, I think that we can be very creative in our concept of gifts and how they can contribute or not contribute to a family's clutter. So I don't think it just has to be experiences. It can be consumable gifts like chocolate or wine or food of some sort that will actually get eaten and will be used within a couple of days or weeks of Christmas. Yeah, you could make shortbreads for people like Kirst does. Yay! Or it can be written words. We know that Cal loves written words, so it can be a gift of your heart and your mind by giving a written word to somebody. Beautiful. What are some other decluttered gift ideas, my friend? 
Well, some of the ones that we love to give as a family to the people who have it all, like my parents, for instance, is we love to buy something that gives a gift to someone else. So we love using Kiva. So Kiva.org is a, let me see if I can get this right. It's a microfinance nonprofit enterprise. And so what you can do is like we would go in, say, and purchase a $50 gift voucher that goes to someone in Guatemala who wants to set up a sewing shop. And so they would get that capital and then they can go ahead and make their venture. But what dad would get or what mum would get is a beautiful certificate that says for Christmas this year, we have given the money that we would otherwise spend on your present to help someone who needs it. And, you know, obviously you're making, giving them an opportunity and a step up. So we love using Kiva. We've used the World Vision catalogue in the past. There's a tier catalogue. There's a Christian Blind Mission catalogue. There's so many out there where you can give a gift that's an experience, but just not an experience that either you or the person that you're giving it to experience. What you experience is the joy and the generosity from giving it, but you're really helping someone in need. I love those gifts. Do you do anything? I know you've spoken about how your kids don't love um, physical gifts as much as they love experiences. But yeah. we have a few years ago, we took on board this concept of just giving our kids a few gifts. <laughs> it hasn't always worked out the way we planned, but yeah. we do this, that thing, you know, something they want, something they read, something to wear and something they need. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, Say that again. Something they want, something to read, something to wear and something they need. That's awesome. What a great way to do it. Yeah, we shape our gifts to them around them. So they get the need and they want can be interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be when they get their Lego. Yep. And we could fit it into either category depending <laughs> on our perspective. Um, they often get PJs to wear. We give them PJs on Christmas Eve so that they can go to sleep in their new PJs or they might get a dress or some fancy clothes to wear on Christmas Day. Um, that's where they're something to wear. They're something to read is obvious. We give them a book and like Oliver is right into the Diary of the Wimpy Kid at the moment <laughs> and yes. the One Million Story Treehouse. <laughs> yeah, 91 we're up to. Yeah, so he's into them at the moment so he'll be getting one of them probably or he's also into star wars so he we could you know there's never-ending supply of books for him and then there's that something that they want so you know that's where we go to their list that they've written for santa and see if there's anything that we would prefer us give them than santa gives them so that's what we do in our family and so the experience can come into the need or want as well <laughs> yeah that's a really good way of doing it like if they need uh basketball training they can have a boot camp that they're given a ticket to or you know like piano lessons guitar lessons yeah and that's exactly what we had spoken to the kids about this year actually we they were like we want to do this next year and we want to do that and we're like well one let's see if it fits in with our weekly 
you know, how we've designed our week and the boundaries that we've put around how much time we spend out of the house during the week. Mm. Um, but also can it fit into our budget? And then we were like, well, maybe Santa can get you the thing that you want. Like maybe Santa can get you the piano lessons that, or the actually Oliver wants to learn the clarinet. So oh. the clarinet lessons, maybe Santa can get you that. And Emily wants to add gymnastics to her schedule next year. So we're like, well, maybe Santa can get you gymnastics lessons. That's so yeah that the experiences are uh, going into that want Mm. or need (laughs) or that you know mum and dad need Santa to pay for it (laughs) (laughs) we tend to buy our kids one big present and then something to share and then that's kind of it like it's unusual for them to get more than one or two items just because they're not valuing it as much and then they get their experience so last year they may not be thrilled about this. Well, they were because they got an iPad each. And the reason was is that the school implemented an iPad program and we had to buy one for their education anyway. So they got those for Christmas um, and we bought them. The Audi had these cool basketball shootout rings. And so we bought that for them to share that sits outside. And that was it for Christmas. Like they totally didn't need anything else. And then we had some experiences that we did as a family. I love finding experiences that you totally would never think of for a child or you would never think that it's affordable because when you do it as a gift, as like a main present, say you're spending $100, $150, you can actually get some really cool experiences in Australia for that price. So I encourage you just Google, have a look around, ask your friends on Facebook, you know, what's a cool experience for my 12-year-old and you'll get some amazing ideas back. Do you know, I was listening because everybody knows I'm a super fan of Slow Your Home podcast and they were talking about on their podcast, they actually had done a similar podcast to this on gift giving and it don't go and listen to it peeps because it's very similar to ours and we're not copying them. We're just both all live in the same world. So <laughs> we all have the same ideas. Um, but they were talking about masterclass.com. Yes. I had never heard of that. I thought that That's was very cool. Awesome. So I'm definitely going to check that out for Simon for his um, for his present because I was like, ooh, he might want to do a masterclass in something that is really cool. <laughs> that yeah, I'm... my my parents quite like getting those. Um, they've done some really cool cooking classes actually. They go into the city and they might even go back not backstage, what's it called, behind like where the chefs are in the kitchen yeah. at a restaurant and learn how to make dumplings. or like There's some really cool, cool, cool ideas out there. Mm. Kirsty, do you and your kids ever do something around Christmas that's like the Kmart wishing tree? Yes, we will. We have done in the past. We will do um, the Kmart wishing tree or some other donation. And as we mentioned in another episode, Often for um, parent uh, teach gifts, we often give tier or, or world vision gifts. Oh, good. So that is how we are generous over Christmas in that way. And I'm really looking forward to the kids being just a little bit older so that on Christmas Day we can go and do soup kitchens or something to um, serve other people on Christmas what Day. What a lovely idea. So I'm just waiting for them just to be a little bit older so that they can do that proficiently yeah. and effectively. <laughs> and and they understand the sacrifice too. Yeah. So, Amy, what do you do? Do you Are you generous around Christmas other than to your family and friends? Yeah, it's really important to our family to do something that's age-appropriate for our kids. 
So up until a couple of years ago, I um, was one of the volunteers for a group called Prison Fellowship. And we would actually, I ran their birthday club program, which meant that every child registered with them who had a parent or both parents in jail would get a birthday present from us. Um, and we would have those delivered or mailed out to every single child in Victoria that was registered with them. And so that meant that I would be managing quite literally hundreds and hundreds throughout the year of presents. So we would get to go and buy presents that were age appropriate and package them up and send them off. And then what we would do at Christmas is every child that was part of the birthday club program would get a gift bag full of presents that was suitable for their age and gender. And so that was something we loved doing. So our family would go and create multiples of those bags. Say we'd pick four kids and we'd get their age and gender and we'd make a bag for them. And then what was a real delight for us one year is we were even able to go and hand deliver those to the families that we had selected. And it was so amazing. And it it was a real eye opener for the kids and for Cal and I, to be honest, because these families are in such need and they're living not far from where we are within half an hour, 40 minutes of where we live. And their living circumstances are just so different and their experience of Christmas is just so different. So to actually hand deliver them was a really special thing. Um, Nowadays we work with our local church and we do some work with a group called Link. And so this year, we've been given the age of two boys, so the same ages as my boys. And what we do is we grab a, grab a gift bag and we go to Kmart or the National Geographic shop or wherever the kids want to shop, and they fill that bag with presents, and then we donate that to a child in need. So for us, it's all about finding somewhere where the kids can pick presents that they actually quite like to go to a child their own age. So it makes it takes the guesswork out of us trying to figure out, oh, my goodness, what would a 12-year-old girl like? We just go, nine-year-old boy, we totally know what they're into. And so that's what we're doing this year. Oh, that's great. I love it. It is. Uh, even if you just do the Kmart wishing tree, I think that's a great way just to teach your children that the giving around Christmas is the joyful thing and receiving is great, but giving is far greater. Um, And we want to teach our kids that from an early age. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that's not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, toys, wardrobes, pantries, jewellery and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on entryways. We keep hooks right next to our door for our keys. Mm. So that coming and going, we put our keys straight away. So if you haven't got somewhere to store your car keys, you can go as simple as what Kirsty was saying, and that's just putting a basket somewhere near the door or on top of something that you know where it is and just make sure they always go in there. And for us, that's just hanging them up near the door. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. 
Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. So do your boys buy each other a present? They do. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. <laughs> we started doing this a couple of years ago. So we give them, I think we've upped it to $20 each and we take them out on a special date. So say Elijah and I would go and we would buy for Jesse and Cal. And it's the sweetest thing as they walk around and try and find something that their brother would love. And one year, the cutest thing happened is they both went on their separate dates and they bought each other identical presents. <laughs> That it was just so, so lovely. It was so cute. And we didn't tell them. We just let them buy it. And then on Christmas Day when they opened it, they were in absolute hysterics and like, oh, my gosh, we're so similar and we know everything about each other. And it was just beautiful. Oh, that's so cute. What, what do your kids do? Yeah, we usually go out and buy secretly with each with the kids. Like I take the kids out and we'll buy a secret present. Well, you know. Yeah. However, this year... <laughs> We were at BW the other day and we saw a Lego Star Wars that Oliver really wanted and it was like only one of two left in Big W. And oh. so we were like, yeah, let's just get it now. <laughs> so he, there's no was he with you? Yeah, he was with us. Yeah, so right. <laughs> there's no surprise for him. Um, but he usually, you know, sometimes the kids go under the tree and start rattling their presents anyway. And oh, with Lego, you always know that it's Lego because it's, yeah, yep. it's got a distinct sound. So he always knows when he's getting Lego anyway. That's excellent. Um, so, yeah. That's really fun. I love I love present giving. I'm not so much a present receiver, but I do love thinking about people and thinking what they they would enjoy. Um, but as I said, in our family, there's not that many opportunities to buy presents because what we – so I'm one of five girls, and once you add in partners and kids, our family is quite large, like yours, Kirst. How many is so, there in your family? We've got 26 in my extended family. Yeah, not that many. Not that many. There's two, four, six, eight – 10, 12, 14. There's only 16 of us. Oh, got a long way to catch up, Laura and Beck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We've still got a few that haven't started families yet. I think all of yours have got kids now, yes, don't you? Yes, do. So what we do is instead of buying presents for all the nieces and nephews and sisters and partners and all that kind of thing, is a couple of years ago we decided not to do any presents between us. And what we would do is between Christmas and New Year, every year we go on a family trip. And so what we've been doing is actually going to a water theme park and we just go for the day. Every family just pays their own entry and we take all our own food and we go nuts for the day. It is the best ever. We absolutely love it. Um, and it's it's no cheaper than it was it would be to, you know, buy presents for people. But we get a day where we just stop after Christmas, hang out for the day, the cousins have a blast. The adults go down water slides and think we're so brave. And it's just a really, really fun day. You know what? I've been trying to figure out what to do for my family this year. And I was thinking that I was going to do an experience for each family. And I am now considering changing my mind and mm. making sure that we don't end up at the same water park as you guys on the same day. But suggesting that would be way too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> suggesting that we do something similar because I am down in Melbourne 
in January. So it would be lovely to go and do something all together. I mean, we're all together all the time when, when I'm down there, but it would be nice to go and have an experience together, things as we're not actually doing Christmas Day with our family this year or Boxing Day, mm. as we spoke about last week. So I'm going to I propose that it. to my family right now after we finish recording. Do it. Do it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy. So, Kess, we also said we were going to talk about gift wrap today. How does Christmas gift wrapping go at your house? Are you one of those amazing people that puts native floral arrangements on every one and has beautiful ribbons and bows? How do you do it? I am so totally that person. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was going to go, I learned something new about you. That surprised me. No, 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 no. I definitely wrap. So I love, I usually do the shopping in November. So I am often wrapping the presents before we've even put the Christmas tree up because I absolutely love wrapping presents. <laughs> like, huh. I am, I know you, we've spoken about this before um, in the present cupboard episode, you love gift bags. I yes. love wrapping. And so there is often, I spend like two nights over the Christmas season and I just get all of the presents out and I just sit and wrap. And so I tend, I do do like a themed wrapping. Like, so I'll wrap everybody's in the same wrapping and I'll have the same tags for everybody. So, and that will change depending on the wrapping and, you know, it depends on the year, but I just wrap everybody's the same or I might wrap all the Faruja families the same and then all the Thompsons are different color uh, that was going to be my hot tip Kirst, ah. is we find it really helpful to do so similar themes so we might say go red and silver depending on what colors we've gone for for christmas that year but we will pick different wrapping for different sides of the family because what has happened one too many times hmm. is because christmas is never here is we'll go to one family and we'll have left a present under the tree for one person, which is awful. Or last year, my for my niece, we'd bought a two-part present and I left half of it under the tree and then we didn't see her again till February, so I had to deliver it then. <laughs> so I think having themed paper is the way to go. If you can, just go two different colours and then you know everything in that blue and silver goes to this family and everything in the blue and white goes, yeah, it just makes it much easier. Yes, I, we do lo I do love that. Although it's easier for us because we are often travelling down to Melbourne for Christmas. So we often, when we're at the apartment that we're staying at, we will go through the night before and pack everything into a big, large bag mm -hmm. and go, okay. And because we separate out our Christmases, so we have Christmas on with one family on Christmas Day and Boxing Day on the other. So we will make sure that we've got everybody for one family, like the Fruja families right, are first. Yeah. And there's not so many presents going to that family because we don't buy for um, – we buy for my nephew – and his birthday is actually the 18th of December, so he gets two presents in at once. And then oh, we, we don't win a chicken dinner, but we don't buy for his parents. And so then we buy for my my parents-in-law, and we buy for my other brother and sister-in-law. And then if we're having it at my sister-in-law's family's house, we'll buy for her her parents as well. 
So there's how, oh, not okay. very many presents. And so it's quite easy on Christmas Day to go, okay, have we got Will's Christmas present? Have we got his birthday present? And have we got everybody else's? Yes, let's go. Um, yeah. Because they're already out. like they're, And they're not under a Christmas tree. They're not hard to miss. Does that make sense? So Yes. but Yes, because you're not having to dig under a tree. You've, you've intentionally brought them down from Sydney already. Yes, but I do love the different wrapping. And I think that's so awesome and much easier to not lose presents like you've said <laughs> <laughs> I love it I do have some family members that are super creative and all their presents every year will have like native flowers on it or they make their own what are they called they're like salt dough decorations yeah yes. they are stunning and they'll make one of those and I just every year I think feel a bit bad that you're getting a Christmas bag but you know the thoughts the thoughts there <laughs> yeah and that's a I mean one of the gift ideas that I have is actually to be creative um and do like so we've spoken about making food um, but making something like if you have a gift of sewing then you could make things for people mm. if you have a gift for like my mum is a beautiful artist she could give a gift of her paintings to people. It's a great so idea. Being creative. I just I just love coming back to the idea of presence. I just love the idea of thinking outside the square and not always having to go to the shops to buy things. And also maybe this year could be a year that you think more ethically about the presents that you get. So not only oh, yes. um not only you know giving being generous in your gifts and giving donations and that but also is the present that you're giving contributing to the world in a good way or is it keeping people enslaved so i've just had a quick look on facebook because one of the beautiful mums at my school cecile runs a shop really local to me in Eltham called Only Just and it's all about fair trade clothing, handmade clothing, ethical clothing, toys, gifts, um, food, like bowls and there is just so many beautiful things in there, jewellery. And so I love shopping at Only Just for our Christmas things because I feel like it's that double gift like we talked about before. Mm. You can buy a beautiful necklace for your mother-in-law but you're also giving someone in Cambodia an opportunity to flourish in their trade and so it's not only a great place to buy your presents for your family and friends but also a great place to sneak in a few little gifts for yourself because everything in there is just so beautiful so if there's a place like that near you I suggest that you have a look at it and you might just find some things you never would have thought about before yes love it love 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 it (laughs) all right have we finished talking about gifts and Christmas wrapping Amy I think we have. I'm out of all out of ideas, but totally inspired to actually start doing my Christmas shopping for the boys really soon. I do a lot of it online because like you, Kirst, I don't like the shops in December. So I'm going to start thinking and I'm going to start um, buying them online and hiding them up the top of my wardrobe. <laughs> well, we hope you have a beautiful week, listeners. And think of me because I'm actually on my cruise at the moment. <laughs> and off social media so I'm sorry if I don't reply to your messages this week and look at all your posts on on Facebook because I'm on a social media ban and I'm very excited about it saying this now I'm super excited about it let's see what I how I feel when I come back (laughs) (laughs) you have an amazing time Kirsty listeners have an amazing week and we will be back to you next week with another week of our Christmas series podcasts 
just to inspire you just that little bit more. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about Christmas functions and how to host and how to attend Christmas functions in a decluttered way. Yay, can't wait. I'll see you then. See ya. Bye. joining us if you've learned something awesome today do a friend a favor and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering you can find me amy over at simplyorganized.net or on facebook as simply organized po you can find me kirsty over at feelslikehome.net.au or on facebook as feelslikehome po don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website theartofdecluttering.com.au so if there's anything you want more info on check it out over there if you love what you hear we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on itunes we hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organized We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.